0: You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily podcast on the Kentucky Wildcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, what is going on, Big Blue Nation? Welcome on in to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Lance Dahl, writer for Sports Illustrated for various SEC-related things. But on this podcast, we take a dive into all things Kentucky. Athletics. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. You can make every moment more by visiting fanduel.com slash Locked On Today to get started. On today's episode of Locked On Kentucky, I'm going to be coming at you guys with what may be one of the more controversial takes I've had on this show. I'm going to try and explain myself to the fullest so that nobody freaks out in the comments, although I assume that will be coming regardless Also going to be talking about Kentucky basketball's loss to the Arkansas Razorbacks, and I just want to ask the question, and it kind of ties into the the take I have for today. What was that defensive effort? I want to dive into what exactly went wrong with the Wildcats in that game and why maybe I'm not concerned as a whole uh, moving forward if Coach Cal and the staff continue to make adjustments like I assume they will. Uh, But it's certainly a a mind-boggling second-half performance from the Wildcats nonetheless. Thank you so much for making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. I want to remind everybody out there that we are free and available on all platforms. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe to the show. I'm really asking you guys to see if we can get closer to 3,500 subs. Let's continue to make our way towards that goal. If you're listening on podcast, make sure to follow the show wherever you are listening from. Kentucky basketball needs to bench Oscar Sheebway. I think they need to bench him. At this point in the season... We've talked a lot about adjustments, about lineup rotation, about what Kentucky's doing well, about that, about what they aren't doing well, and we've identified the fact that Coach Cal and his staff have continued to try things in order to make this lineup work, and it produced a decent amount of results. Last night, I thought we saw what has to be the end of what Kentucky's defensive struggles have become. There has to be something done about them. You cannot just sit here and say, "Well, we've got guys on the bench that could maybe contribute a little bit better than what's going on up front, but you know what? We're just going to ride it out." And that's kind of the message that John Calipari gave after last night's loss to the Arkansas Razorbacks, 88 to 73. Kentucky gave up so many points in the paint last night in the second half. And when asked about playing Oscar Shibwe and asked about not playing and Yenzo, and asked about playing not playing Damian Collins in the second half, John Calipari was just like, well, you know, he's one of our veterans. Essentially, and I'm paraphrasing here. I'm This is not what he said, but essentially what he said was, he's one of our veteran guys. We're going to give him as a leader of this group to, ha- to go out there and have an opportunity to make things right. Brother, it's been two-thirds of a season. He's not changing the way that he's going to play the game. What's worse is that we started to see the onset of these things last year as the season started to go on. This is not just something new. This is something we talked about during the offseason. This is something we talked about during the non-con slate. Oscar Sheebway can't play defense, period. There's no other way to slice it. I'm not trying to come at him individually. He is a phenomenal player in certain aspects of the game. He's a really good rebounder. He has great position and positioning, great footwork around the basket, but he's an undersized center that cannot protect the rim. There is no other way to put it, period. He needs to be benched. He's costing the team points that are important, especially for this final stretch. You know how important this stretch is. We've talked about it a million times here for the last two weeks. Kentucky needs some of these wins. They needed that quad one win last night, and they couldn't protect the rim. Now, it wasn't all Oscar Shebae's fault. There are other players on this roster that are to blame for what happened. There, it was a bad overall defensive effort, but it starts with the rim protection. And you did not get what you needed to out of Oscar Shebae last night, And you haven't gotten it out of him this entire season. I want to pull up some numbers here for you. We're not just going to go the basic points per game and blocks per game and stuff like that. I'm going to take this a little bit further. If you look at Oscar Shibwe's defensive rating, which you can find this on Sports Reference. I'm not sure if you can find it on Palm. I didn't look anywhere else because I trust Sports Reference's system. But this is, the, this is the second worst out of the four seasons he's been playing basketball. This is the second worst defensive rating he's had. At a 94.1. His worst was his sophomore year where he only played 10 games. And he wasn't good because of injury. But guys, Oscar Shibwe's not stopping it at the rim. He's not doing it. Now, sure, statistically, you look at his defensive rating compared to the rest of the team... You say, oh, well, it's not that good, or excuse me, it's it's pretty good comparative to everybody else on roster. But the two guys that are above him or sandwiched around him are Damian Collins and Uganda and Yenzo. in terms of defensive rating. Why these guys aren't getting, now that Damian Collins is healthy, Uganda and Yenzo status obviously still up in the air. Why Damian Collins didn't get more minutes last night in the second half is, is very confusing to me. And I get that Cal's saying, well, he's our veteran player, or is, we're just going to let him rock. But that's not what we're trying to do here, is it? We're trying to win games. We're trying to go out there and get victories. This is a quad one game with less than seven games left in the season. We're trying to win. We're not trying to make people feel better. As a coach, he should understand that better than everybody. Oscar Shibway, if he does not get benched, should at least have his minutes limited. Take us back to the Alabama game, Saturday, January 7th. 78-52 to loss. Do you remember what happened for the first seven or eight minutes of that game? Oscar Shibway got ran on defense by Charles Bediaco and Noah Clowney and all the guys pushing towards the rim. They got He got ran by those guys. To the point where the announcers, the broadcast crew, the color analyst, everybody was saying, okay, he needs to come out of the game. He has been a defensive liability. And I'm speaking so passionately about this. Because I am frustrated with the way that last night's outcome happened. But it was the response to essentially say, we're going to let him try and figure it out. He went 2 of 14 in the game before this. What is Oscar Shibwe figuring out right now? What is he figuring out? He's also been he's also had turnover issues. He's not been collecting steals as often as he was last year. He's not as much of a scoring threat because people have kind of figured out what he is on the offensive end of it as well. Oscar Shibuy is gonna get his 20 and 15 against a team that does not physically have a center in the middle of the paint that can challenge him. Colin Castleton against Florida, it's it was so weird to me. I love the confidence from Shibwe. I love the energy. But for him to come in after getting dogged in the first matchup saying, oh, Castleton's going to have to come in here and fight. Yeah, and it looked like a pretty easy 25 points that he dropped on your head. 27, whatever it was. Meanwhile, Shibwe went 2 of 14. He's not getting it done. Confidence does not mean result. You can have all the confidence in the world, but you have to actually go out there and step onto the court and prove yourself. Oscar Shibwe needs to be benched. And I don't know if they want to go with Collins. I don't know if they want to wait until is back so they can rock with him. But something needs to be done. Something needs to be done. I think the team should be willing to sacrifice Yuguna Onyenzo's offensive inability for the fact that he can protect the rim and he's taller. And as a freshman, he's more physical at the rim. Protecting it. Not necessarily rebounding. Not necessarily scoring. Definitely not at the level that Shibwe's at. But I think rotationally... Kentucky should be willing to sacrifice that, especially early and mid and early in both halves. Did you see what Arkansas did to Kentucky last night? Again, I want to reiterate, it was not just Shebway, but this has been the focal point of Kentucky's problems for so long now. Sean Vinzel of Hoops Insight, from January 13th, he tweeted this out last night after the loss. This is something that he wrote in a newsletter again on January 13th. If John Calipari called me right now, and asked me to recommend a fix, here's what I'd say. Bench Oscar Oscar Shibwe for Uganda and and refocus the team on perimeter creators. Benching the reigning unanimous player of the year is not an easy decision, but it wouldn't be popular, or excuse me, it wouldn't be popular among fans, and I honestly don't know if I'd have the courage to do it myself, but I think it has to be done. Oscar's poor defense, particularly in pick and roll, is the most significant issue UK has in half-court defense right now, and is clearly the priority for every opponent to attack. That's the important sentence right there. Kentucky could tweak their pick and roll coverage, but they'd just be opening other avenues for opponent to, for opponents to attack. If Oscar jumped out aggressively to trap the ball handler, he might force a pass, but he's just as likely to become a traffic home for them to dribble around. Even if there is a pass, Kentucky is defending three on four and trying to recover with a big man who does that poorly. Clearly recovers poor, poorly. That's something we talked about all the way back whenever they played the Spartans of Michigan State earlier in the season. I want to know y'all's thoughts in the comments. What do you think Kentucky should do with this, with Sheebway? I think at this point, pretty clear. I think pretty clear they should bench him. And I don't necessarily think that it's as drastic as some of you may perceive that to be, getting benched for Yuguna and Yenzo. I still think he's gonna get his 25, 26 minutes. If that were to be the case, it's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen, but it should. Yuguna and Yenzo should be, if he's going to be a part of this team next year, and once he and this is all once he gets healthy, by the way, let me be clear. He should be getting all the opportunities that he can. If the whole goal here is to try and salvage a season, figure things out, and get ready for next year, why not rotationally do the thing that you've been doing, try something new out, and slot him in? And again, until Ugona and Yenzo gets in, even Damian Collins has a better defensive rating than Shibway does. Now that he's back healthy, why didn't he play in the second half? It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Statistically, and whenever you actually watch it, it does not make sense to play Oscar as much as Kentucky does. Let's dive into what happened overall last night. Let's kind of take a look at why Kentucky struggled with what they struggled with. Before I do that, though, let me tell you guys about our friends over at Fan Bu- uh, FanDuel. This year, the only app you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel, and it's America's number one sportsbook. They are the number one sports book in America. If you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and super easy. You can download FanDuel now so you can get uh, a bet in on Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line, point spreads, who's going to score a touchdown, how many yards a receiver's going to have, all that good stuff, and it's all on an app that is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best of all, you can get paid your winnings instantly. You can head over to fanduel.com slash locked on to join Fanduel today and claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. Again, that's fanduel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. You can make every moment more with Fanduel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. All right, continuing along here on the Wednesday edition of Locked On, Kentucky Lance Dahl hanging out here with you. So, I think that was a lot for all of us to take in. I know I'm being very dramatic, but it's something that, it, that frustrates me. It, it really does frustrate me with the fact that Kentucky has an opportunity to make a change, and they can't pull the trigger. I understand that because of the relationships and the emotion and the time spent with these guys is affecting this, I completely understand from a coach's perspective How difficult, how nearly impossible it may be to pull a kid that you've been coaching for what is going on two and a half seasons now, including all the off seasons, right? It would be so difficult, especially considering all of his accolades and what he accomplished, to pull him out of your starting lineup. It's almost impossible, based on the, the relationships and the things that you've cultivated with that program, with that team. You're trying to maintain your chemistry, the, the little that you have at this point in the season. So I get that. But all signs point to this change needing to be made. And last night, I think again, was the perfect example as to why. Arkansas 88, Kentucky 73. Arkansas was up by one point at halftime after Damian Collins made a buzzer-beating mid-range jumper. And then they proceeded to outscore Kentucky 47-33 in the second half. They only shot 51 times as opposed to Kentucky 62, and they made 32 of their field goals. They ended up shooting 62.7%. They only took nine threes, by the way. It was all running and gunning and getting to the rim. Whether that be in the half court, in pick-and-roll settings, or whether that be on the fast break, with players like Anthony Black and Ricky Council all trying to get to the rim. Ricky Council ended up getting fouled, uh, fouled a bunch, and he ended up shooting uh, a decent amount of free throws. But, I mean, what is Kentucky going to do, man? They don't have the height. They, they have the speed. They have the, have the athleticism. They just got ran on by a team that was, I think, physically a bad matchup. If you listen to yesterday's episode, I called this. We called this. Nailed it, actually. I said Kentucky was going to lose. I said that they would lose by 5. I did not I did not see a second half blowout ensuing. You look at this game though, and what we talked about on yesterday's show ended up being the problem. Arkansas has several players similar to Kansas, and the fact that they are long, they are athletic, and they play really solid defense. And that defense turns into offense because of how much they like to get to the rim. And I said on yesterday's show, maybe this ends up being a problem. Maybe Kentucky's inability to make their rim shots as opposed to Arkansas going out in transition, speeding the game up, and getting some layups and some dunks and different things like that. Maybe that is the difference in this game. And it ended up being 100% the difference. I mean, Kentucky couldn't stay in front of them. They had to keep fouling. Arkansas was 20 of 24 from the foul line. I mean, it was just a really efficient game from the Hogs, who were battling back and forth at halftime. I thought that this was this was a game at half where I felt pretty confident in Kentucky's ability to kind of stick with things. I felt pretty good about that in the first half, to be honest with you. And, um, yeah, it it just kind of fell apart. Kentucky started, it's pretty simple. Kentucky started missing shots. Arkansas got out and ran. Arkansas executed. Period. Full stop. And then on top of that, their bench was really solid as well in terms of what they contributed minutes wise. And Kentucky only was able to play seven, uh, yeah, seven players. You know, Severe Wheeler wasn't ready for this game. Damian Collins was kind of was kind of iffy now that but now, now that he's back. You going to Enzo wasn't able to play. I said in this game that if Kentucky was going to put up threes, they needed to knock them down. They only put up four, uh, 13, they made 4 of them. With Chris Livingston hitting two, Casein Wallace and Antonio Reeves hitting one apiece. Uh CJ Frederick kind of returned to form with 21 minutes 04 from the field. Kentucky doesn't get enough out of their guard play. At times, and um, it, it really, really doesn't help whenever your front court, particularly, particularly your big man, Shibwe, is um, you know just giving up everything at the rim. Toppin wasn't great either. I mean, he ended up being solid overall. The fact that he missed five three throws is is not good. I think that that that's an outlier there. Eight rebounds, two assists, go along with eleven points. I mean, it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't great. Kentucky just didn't have a lot of answers. They were playing with a thin rotation, and, um, yeah, they lost in a bad matchup. At the end of the day, I think it's Oscar Shibwe, man. I think it's Oscar Shibwe. This is, if he's going to claim that this is his team, and he's the senior, and he's the veteran, and it's this, that, and the other, then Kentucky should be able to say, (laughs) okay, man, you know what? As a leader, you should be able to identify that these are the problems and you should be willing to step down or something. Something needs to happen. Cuz you know what, you know what's coming up? Do you guys know what's coming up? Right now, Kentucky has to play Georgia, Mississippi State, Tennessee, Florida, Auburn, Vanderbilt, Arkansas. Those are the final schools. You look at the stretch there. Four of those schools, Mississippi State, Tennessee, Florida, and Auburn. Mississippi State has a really solid big man in Tolu Smith. He's one of the better players in the country. Tennessee has several players that are absolutely insane with their length and size. Florida, as we all know, has Colin Castleton, who owned Kentucky this past game. And even whenever, when, even whenever Florida's lost, Castleton still played well. Auburn has Janai Broom, who is physically bigger than Oscar Shiwe. And then Arkansas, like we just saw at the end of the year. Vanderbilt has Liam Liam Robbins who is one of the better big mans efficiency-wise in the country. He's their go-to guy. He's 7 feet tall, 250 pounds. I mean, if 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 this final stretch does not call for a change, I don't know what does. Because I don't see Oscar Shebae pulling out of this. I see the team pulling out of this. I see Kentucky winning four out of their last seven. But something's got to be done. Something's got to be done. Because if, if you're trying to play for March, if this, is te- if this team is trying to play for March, they need to be able to identify immediately that that is the problem and they need to execute on it. We need to do something, guys. We need to switch something out. I don't know what it is. I don't know what we're going to do with Damian Collins, You're I don't know how they're going to do it. They need to figure it out. Because the whole thing is trying to, you know what? Hey, guys, I still have confidence in this team. I still have faith in what this team can do. In the postseason, there's so many things that they can still accomplish. Okay, then coach like it. Play like it. We need to see some juice. We saw five. We saw Kentucky win six out of seven games. And this one was a matchup I didn't think Kentucky could win. I get that. But, boys, if you're going to be able to say we're ready for March and your best player, so to speak, can't play defense, you got a problem. Kentucky is now 89th nationally in adjusted defensive efficiency. They have plummeted in that department. They went from being, and I want to be clear here, they went from being 35th best whenever they were 9-16, and they had a good good defense even when they were bad, 36th last year to 89th this year. Remember last season whenever we were talking about at the end of the year how Kentucky's defense was one of the main problems. It wasn't, wasn't necessarily offense. It wasn't necessarily the cold shooting. It was the defense that was falling apart at times towards the end of the year. Guys, we've seen it all throughout this season. And a lot of it has to do with what is doing. I think, I think, and that's not on Sheboy. That's on the coaching staff to figure that out. This is a very talented young man who plays really solid on the offensive end. But four years into college, he hasn't figured it out on the other end. And and something has to be done about that. You can't just just sit on your laurels and be like, oh, well, you know what, It it is what it is. You've got a player that you could potentially play. You've got two of them. Make the adjustment. Make the adjustment. If you've got thoughts on that, if you violently disagree with me, if you think that I'm an idiot for thinking Kentucky has to make a change here, because I, I I don't know what else they could do at this point. They can't. Ju- there's nothing that you can do coaching-wise to get Oscar sheep. You can't make him grow two inches taller. You know, if you disagree with it, though, let me know in the YouTube comments below. And I want to be very clear here before we head out. Benching does not mean he won't play. He would get, if he were to be benched theoretically, logically, logic says he's going to get his 25 to 26 minutes a game. I don't think that hurts his statistical production on the offensive end very much at all. It just allows Kentucky to have a better defender in for a longer period of time. And so defensively, you give yourself outs. It may not be, it may not be the 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 problem solver, but it certainly aids you. It certainly gives you a better chance. That's all what Kentucky's been trying to do, right? Rotationally is shuffling everybody and their mother around. It's all about giving them a better chance. That's my thought on it. And that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Kentucky. You can follow the show. On Twitter at Locked On UK. You can follow me on Twitter at Lance Dahl underscore, and you can follow the show over on Instagram. That is at Kentucky Podcast. Any questions, comments, concerns, leave them in the YouTube comments. Hit me on the socials. I will see you all tomorrow for another episode of Locked On Kentucky. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day, and God bless.